Ah, shit. You're listening to the James McMahon Music Podcast. I'm your host, James McMahon. And this is a Spook Media Production. conversation with Chris Laporto from Kingsburg, New Jersey, pop-punk heroes Can't Swim. They're a band I've really enjoyed the out of since their formation in 2015. 2017's Failure Again was a record I played to death. 2018's This Too Won't Pass was a record I enjoyed greatly. But their new one, Change of Plans, is perhaps their best. Some bad hat, Harry. It's certainly the most eclectic. It's out on October 22nd on Pure Noise, and it comes highly recommended. You know what I mean a lot to me? If you'd rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, it helps me whiz up the podcast charts and get this podcast in the ears of more people. And while I'm here, my wee record label Spook recently released a single by the Belgian band Comorbidity. It's called The Terror of Doubt, and it's on Spotify now. Give it a spin. It's a racket in the best possible way. But first, well, not go anywhere, because my interview with Chris from Can't Swim is coming up in three, two, one. Yeah, so as we were saying, it's been a, it's been a long time coming, this. Uh, but it, what it has done is it's allowed me to spend more time with the new record, which I think is really, really good. Well, thank you very much. That's that's great news. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was a big fan of the last one. I spent ages listening to it. Well, actually, to be honest, the the two records to date, uh, Failure Again, was a big favourite of mine the year it came out. I guess we should start with this. Really, is um, I think it's a real different record to what you've done before. I guess we sort of live in an age where genre is maybe not as important as it has been, but it definitely feels like it goes to places that you haven't been to before. Certainly agree. I also think that was uh, one of the main objectives, just to kind of keep writing different things, keep writing different moods. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. With that, though, I mean, I guess if you're a band that, you know, loosely come from a, um, a an emo, pop-punk, rock world, how do you go about stretching your muscles in terms of musicality? Like, sometimes I speak to bands and they say that, it was almost about approaching instruments that they had no knowledge of and kind of taking it from there. But if you start the process of making this record with, oh, we want to do something different, I feel like maybe that would be a, um, is too much choice ever a problem? It certainly is. I think what you just kind of said, we live in a in an age that genre doesn't hold as importance as it, as it once did. But I also think like even sonically, like you just mentioned instruments, uh, with the computer being readily available to anybody who's making music, it's a struggle because you can click around and you have infinite possibilities. And 20 something years ago, you had 10 possibilities for sound. So I think it can be a little overwhelming at times. Um, on terms of what we try to do, I don't know. I don't think we ever like sit down and go, Oh, we want to try to do this, try to do that. But once I have an idea and I bounce it off one of the other guys, it starts to change. And then Will Putney, who produced the record, gets it in his hands, and then it changes a little bit more. And uh, yeah, something that maybe I had an envision of 
you know, completely is different by the time it gets on the album. So I don't think it was intentional to throw so many curveballs on change of plans. It just kind of happened uh, gradually and genuinely. Um, but yeah, like I said, definitely is always a goal. We definitely don't want to keep writing the same song over and over again. Um, I, I feel like when I speak to people um, at the current moment, there's an awful lot of angst or anxiety or fear or worry about the world. And definitely from some of the song titles, it definitely sounds like a record that is made has been made from a certain headspace entitled in a song careless anxious neurotic tired and every, everyone that i know i hate um standing in the dark even i did wonder where your head was at really when you were making this record i certainly think uh it was a sign of the times um most apparently on the album title change of plans this year to two years uh a lot of people have suffered change of plans and life didn't go according to plan for a lot of people. And then, yeah, lyrically, um, yeah, a lot of the songs are things that happened to me in my past, but how I'm kind of digesting them and, and dealing with them today. Uh, yeah, so I agree. I definitely think that this album uh, can be uh, reminiscent of the time that I, I spent in quarantine for sure. Well, that was actually something I was going to come to next. Was that in some of the uh, what would you call it? In some of the uh, the literature that gets distributed to journalists with new records, there's quite a lot in there about trying to make sense of the past or the kind of the cathartic nature of um, things that you, the creator, has lived through. Um, I mean, without wanting to pry too much in terms of anything that you didn't want to talk about uh could you tell me a bit more about that yeah i mean this record isn't a new path in that regard i i've kind of used can swim for that uh ever since the very beginning of the band i uh use it to yeah deal with things in my past deal with negativity that i've, I've experienced throughout my life um yeah, so no, you're you're not prying too much at all. I, I I wear it I wear it proudly. This is what I I do to uh, help me fall asleep at night. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, that was really what appealed to me about failure again. Uh, I used to work in a I used to work for a big rock magazine, and there was a record we'd have a, on in the office a lot, and I often felt quite lost and kind of I was going through my own stuff in a kind of a private way, and I think that sometimes when you feel desperate you um can like you, you can hear what's authentic you know sometimes i would find you know if i was particularly uh fatigued um and i was starting to feel quite lost about where my life was at and sometimes i don't know a song like stranger would come on and i'd be like oh no well i get that you know that's uh i certainly agree whatever i was going through i could even argue that the popularity of the band i use that term loosely but uh was because i've dealt with things that a lot of people have dealt with and when they put on the record they can relate to it um for me it was mostly struggles with family members relationships um between me and uh members of my immediate family uh relationships ex-girlfriends and dear friends of mine that went down different paths you know i still to this day i'm straight edge a lot of the kids i grew up uh playing music 
with were straight edge and, and like-minded and then people have veered off into uh different ways of life and it's just my my struggle to find out why you know why do i feel alone why do i feel um you know a little uneasy about these relationships in my life and yeah that that's kind of what can swim has always been just more so a digital diary of uh of my life and, and the, the thoughts that i have um yeah so yeah i think but but like I said, I don't think those are very strange or peculiar uh, events to happen to me. I think they're very common. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this has lost a friend or broken up with somebody in a relationship or have had, you know, a struggling experience with a family member. So they're definitely universal themes. Um, right, right. What's uh, what's Kingsburg like? <laughs> Kingsburg is a uh, a very very tiny town on the shore of New Jersey that used to, apparently it was it used to be called the Gem of New Jersey in the 30s and 40s and then throughout time it kind of went uh, a little bit downhill. Where where do you live in England? Well, I'm from Yorkshire originally. I've lived in London for a long time. I think the reason I was thinking, to be honest, was you know when I was thinking about what I would talk to you about, I was digging in a bit to where you were from, and it definitely had that vibe of a place that had a, enjoyed a great deal of prosperity, but then that had uh, faded away over time, and it, it was hard. To, it was hard to kind of shake that mental image when I was listening to the new songs. Really, yeah. I asked because have you ever been to Blackpool? I have been to Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Boston Manor is from there. Really good friends of of ours, and very very similar. A little Kingsburg is, is a little smaller, but kind of that same vibe like there's the boardwalk there's the rides but nothing seems to be joyful in that zone so Kingsburg is very similar it was uh, a little beach town had a water park it had an amusement park uh tiny tiny little mom and pop shops uh and yeah a very very interesting place to grow up especially now that I travel around the world playing music and, and get to see all these amazing things to think that I came from this tiny, tiny little nowhere town is uh, it's pretty fascinating to me, even even all these years later. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now, Black, Blackpool, man, I mean, I'm, very, I'm always very conscious to uh, not be disrespectful of uh, anywhere where anyone comes from. Um, but I did spend a bit of time in Blackpool, and I think Blackpool is a place in the UK that has been, like, like a lot of the northwest of England, um, towns like Blackburn and Preston and Burnley that surround it, I think it's been treated appallingly. And the thing with Blackpool that always blows my mind when I spend any time there is that obviously it's got this history as a uh, like a holiday outpost for the working class in Britain. And you'll go and people are trying so desperately to have a good time, but there's just, I don't know, there's real sadness in that place, I think. Yeah, it's, it's uh, shockingly accurate and 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 similar to Kingsburg they they keep kind of putting money into it they they put this big high-rise apartment building and nobody moved in and now they're shutting it down again it, it's just like you know any last bit of hope <laughs> I, I I drive through there every couple of years and it's like okay you know may, maybe it's gonna turn itself around and then I come back like the following summer it's just like okay this is what we're working with um so have you relocated now Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I grew up in Kingsburg, but I spent a lot of time in New York City. Um, once I moved out of my parents' house, 
So uh, as an early 20-year-old man, I was in the city a lot, New York City. And now uh, I actually live down in Orlando, Florida. So very, very different than Hinesburg and New York City. I live in what some people call the most magical place in the world because of Disney, Disneyland or Disney World. <laughs> um, I would imagine that... Um, I would imagine that the Epcot Center and what's not is some kind of, uh, I don't want to say step up, but it's almost like you've sort of traded um, carny seaside grind for <laughs> genuine amusement yeah. park magic, you know? Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. I didn't know I was such a magic junkie, but here I am chasing it, 32 years old. Uh, but yeah, it's been lovely. My parents moved down here a few years ago. Uh, and then uh, me and my wife had really no place uh, that was pulling us more than others. We we could live in New York. We could live up in Toronto, where she's from. So we decided to live down here. And it's been six months or so, and it's been fantastic. What's it like moving in the middle of a pandemic? That must have been wild. Yeah, quite challenging. A lot of masks and a lot of U-Haul trucks that we had to drive. But it was uh, we got it done. And... We're happy we did so. For my sins, uh, I follow professional wrestling, and uh, there's quite a lot that goes on in Orlando. Uh, and what I'd sort of heard on the grapevine was that out of anywhere really in the States, Orlando was sort of the, uh, well, Florida, you know, in general, was, was the part of the country that really was almost in denial about the pandemic. Would you say that was true? Or? I would say that was, that was uh, it's too true, too true. Um, our governor actually recently i think is actually suing mr joe biden uh for making the mask mandate for schools i I, to be fair i'm not the guy to talk to because i don't really follow up on it too much anymore because it's just so depressing and upsetting but i agree with you florida is pretty ass backwards when it when it comes to that type of thing uh yeah even i i was down here right at the heart of it i was um recording out in los angeles when the pandemic started and i flew home and i was here for three or four months when it was really like the worst you know everybody had such fear and people in florida really could care less and there was no mask mandate uh i don't think anything was even canceled there seemed to be no change in everyday life so what you've heard is true i am i am living in it right now it is uh it's the wild wild west for sure it is a different type of mentality than the, the the remainder of the world but it's it's been the weather's lovely <laughs> <laughs> well i mean I've, I've never been it was always uh you know when i was growing up at school like a lot of people like when i was very little like a lot of people i was at school with their parents would take them to florida for the summer and and, and i would always be i would always be you know in a car to blackpool you know that was sort of the difference <laughs> of how i grew up but i um yeah no i was interviewing a while back, I was interviewing Cannibal Corpse, of all people, and they are from Florida. And I was asking a friend not long before I was due to interview them um, what, what I should ask them. And they were telling me about this game that someone had told them about where you go onto Google and you type Florida man and your birthday. And, and just basically the, the news story was like how you would meet your end Mm. And um, I think mine was a guy who had died after microwaving a microwave. And it did, <laughs> and it, re- it really did make me think, fucking hell, Florida is somewhere special. It, it, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of words I would use. But yes, it is. Uh, I, I've, I have stumbled upon 
like Florida man does. And it's like kills wife with alligator head. And yet none of it is fabricated. It, as, as I've seen now in the last six months living down here, it's all true to life. So yeah, it's, it's who, I don't know if it's for the rest of my life, potentially not, but right now it's been pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to do it now. What What's your birthday? Uh, mine is March 21st, 321, March 21st. Let's see, see how I'm going to m- meet my maker. Oh, mate, this is, oh, you've got a good one. Okay, okay. you've got, you've got, uh, okay, uh, oh, man, this is amazing. Uh, okay. you you got Florida, Florida men, mm. it was a, there was a pair that got up to these hijinks. <laughs> Florida men, one dressed in bull onesie, attempt to burn down a house with ragu sauce. <laughs> Could be some sort of can't swim ragu sauce sponsorship in the, uh. Yeah, I mean, I am, uh, I am 100% Italian. My mom would uh, probably kill me if I even had ragu sauce in my house. So this death could be close to what I experienced one day. <laughs> so the other thing I was thinking, I was talking to Haley, your um, your PR and my friend, and she, she was, uh, I was saying, I was saying, oh, what should I talk to Chris about? And she said, oh, you need to tell him how adorable his dog is. And I was a bit, you know, like I like dogs, you know, but I'm quite particular about my dogs. Me and my wife, we often to pass the time we'll play a game where we will rate people's dogs which often feels you know quite cruel and it's a good job that you know we do it under our breaths and they can't hear what we're saying about people's dogs but um i have to say your dog is a 10 out of 10 wow wow you know what to be fair i'm in my car right now and he is in the car with me and he heard that and he is he is boasting he is very proud right right cash Look, yeah, he's looking at you. Yep, oh, yep, yep. Nice yeah, he's a lovely, lovely little guy. He is a French bulldog who actually this month will be turning one years old. And his name is Cash, named after the infamous Johnny Cash. And uh, yeah, he uh, he's a good companion. I've been oh. in. I've been enjoying his company. Amazing, man! Amazing. When can we expect you uh, on this side of the pond? When Mrs. COVID calms down, obviously, uh, actually, Danny, our guitar player, is in your uh, neck of the woods right now, as we speak, uh, marrying somebody on your team. So pretty exciting stuff. Oh, that's um, that's good. I mean, the green green card sorted. It's not it's not that way with the green card. How's it, how's it work? He gets uh, he gets a British passport for that, though, right? I think he does. I think it's like another. You know, you have to pay somebody else good amount of money but yeah i think he's on his way to being british who knew uh he's up in scotland though i do believe with the ceremony and miss Haley uh is gonna be there that's all she does man she just goes she just press the bands and goes to weddings like, yeah she's a wedding yeah she, she does pr she she tells people but she's actually just a wedding crasher yeah <laughs> absolutely no she's 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 vince vaughn but with the uh the phone numbers of <laughs> Journalists and music magazines. Um, I, I would imagine, though. I mean, is there something in the? Do you have a loose plan of when you can get here, or is it really very much dependent on um, kind of what happens in the next six months or so? Yeah, I, I think we are constantly emailing uh, the festival racket over there. I do in the grapevine. Uh, Two thousand trees, I think, is a potential, but I know that's a, a bit away. Uh, as soon as we can, we will. I think January, February, March area is when we plan to do a state's headliner. And then right after that, if uh, if God willing, they let us over there, we, we would love to be back. It's our favorite place to play music. So we uh, have been dying to get back. Yeah, nice, man. Um, now, that 2003s, uh, have we seen the lineup? It looks incredible. Oh, it's 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, I think I've only been to, um, I think I've been to two or three shows now, really, since I could. Um, I mean, my, my kind of attitude with COVID over here was very much like, you know, be sensible, wear a mask. But I was, it re- I mean, the lockdown just pushed me as far as I think I, I could be pushed. So I have tried to sort of embrace the world opening up the best I can. But I'm not sure I could, uh, I'm not sure I can handle 2000 trees. That's just, I'm going to have to like work up to it because I don't, <laughs> if you I don't said- there's, honestly, there's so many festivals I look at and I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'll see that, I'll see that, I'll see that. I mean, I'm I'm 41, you know, like I feel like I've I've done a lot. But with that lineup, I don't really know where when I would go eat. I don't know when I would go for a wee, you know. <laughs> Just be sensory overload. Yeah, I, I see I see what you mean there. You got you got to work up. You got to you got to get back into shape, back into your going to show shape. Well, well, actually, there's part of me that doesn't want you to get added to that bill because then I've got an extra band that I need to try and find time for. That's true. You know what? I'm going to tell my team that and be like, hey, I don't think we can do this. This poor guy is already overworked. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Sorry, sorry that you get to miss out, but I think it's probably for the best. It's for the best. <laughs> um, I am so pleased that we finally got to talk. Um, and like I say, thanks so much for making a record that I've enjoyed so much the, in the last couple of weeks that I've had it. Um, so, yeah, now hopefully I'll get to see when you do make it over here. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. But not 2000 trees. No, 2000. Yeah, I, I already can't. I, while I'm talking, I already texted everybody. It's cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> That was episode 18. Thanks to Chris for the chats. Thanks to Haley, the wedding crusher, Connolly, hooking me and Chris up. The theme tune is by the band Roberts, and I'll see you. I'll see you really soon, I'm sure.